0: welcome to the spiritual af life podcast and i am tickled af to bring you this episode where we will talk to my former skeptic husband about how he came to terms with me becoming a psychic medium so he's a former skeptic not my former husband just making that clear (laughs) we're still married almost 10 years in march Okay, so I feel that hearing his side of the story will help you communicate with some of the non-believers in your life. He offers some enlightening advice that you may find useful, whether you have a spouse or a friend that isn't on board with your spirituality or your spiritual beliefs. Or if you're having a tough time coming out of the, quote, spiritual closet, you might hear some things that could help you because we tell stories about how I had to come out of the spiritual closet with my husband after learning that I had abilities. So it's quite a fun time. So grab your drink and sit back and relax, maybe even grab some popcorn because the fun is starting now. Hi, honey. Thank you so much for doing this for me. I'm so excited. Are you excited? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay. So I'm really happy to have you on because I just have so many people who don't have spouses or they don't have family members that believe in this stuff and the woohoo things. So I was hoping that you could give us some insight to all that. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. So before we get started, though, how did you grow up? Did you grow up religious? Did you grow up spiritual?
1: Um, Religious, I guess. Um, Typical Roman Catholic background. Went to church in school, I think once a week. Uh, I didn't really fully believe in any of that. So I just basically did what everybody else did around me. But other than that, yeah, just standard issue religion.
0: But didn't you actually get taught by nuns?
1: Yeah, I went to Catholic school up until high school. So from K through 8th, uh, I went to Catholic schools.
0: I'm not sure about anyone else, but to me, I find that fascinating. And I'm just I'm just curious, were they those nuns that would like hit your hand with a ruler and stuff? Or were they nice?
1: No, uh, they were nice. But at the same time, yeah, they were, they were kind of on the strict side, which I guess it, where I grew up, um, they're kind of known for being strict. So that was to be assumed. But otherwise, they were really nice old ladies nice. And, and old guys.
0: But you didn't believe in all that stuff while you were? In school?
1: No, uh, like a typical guy. uh, I was skeptic of all of it. But as a really young kid, I was like a 50-year-old already in in a lot of my beliefs. Not all of them, but in in some of them over there, you know, on that side, um, I thought it was too fantastic to believe so I just went through the motions but that really was about it
0: oh okay so then before you met me right because because anyone knows I did not not realize that I had gifts I didn't know I was a psychic medium until like I was over 30 years old so by the time that happened we were already married so before you met me before like the awakening if you will um what did you think about psychics and mediums
1: I thought it was crap (laughs) um Again, just like any other typical guy, you know, blue-collar guy, um, super basic in my thinking. You know, if it's not right in front of me, then it's probably not there. And, yeah, I know, you know, a a lot of my teachers back then said that, well, you can't see the wind, but you know that's there, right? But I know what that is. That's just high-pressure and low-pressure areas, right? (laughs) that's what the wind is, it's not something spiritual or magical, and so I didn't believe in any of that, and um, psychics were the same way, Um, there's no way you could see into the past or the future, and tarot cards and all the rest of that, I thought it was uh, really just a gimmick.
0: Wow, okay, that's just so fascinating, because you are a person that's really grounded in science, right, like you have to see it to believe it kind of person?
1: Yeah, 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 like a typical guy
0: okay so now we're gonna go a little forward do you remember when I would be watching like those psychic shows sometimes like do you remember um psychic detectives I watched once Mm -hmm. or like a Long Island medium do you remember back Mm -hmm, in the day I do and I remember feeling anyways like why are you watching that stuff like I remember you either thinking it or feeling it like what did you think about those shows and
1: Uh, I feel about those shows just like I do I guess most of of what's on the television. Um, I liken those to really soap operas. It's just mindless filler. It's just something to do when you're bored. It was just another flavor of of filler television. Really, I thought it was all kind of funny and kind of gimmicky.
0: Okay. So then do you remember like after, you know, I had the seizures and everything else, and I started meditating and started going my spiritual path. Right. And there was like a few times where I would come out of meditation and I would tell you stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're like, oh, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And I remember you saying to me, you were like, how do you know this? Who's talking to you? And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like it was my grandma talking to me, but I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could tell you, I think I just told you, oh, it was myself. I was just talking to myself. But do you think that that started opening you up a little bit or?
1: No, you know, cause I, not in a crazy way, but I think everybody hears voices, you know? I mean, haven't you ever heard, you know, anybody say it's a gut instinct, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, now I know, what that really is. Now I could see that for what it really is now that I'm I've been exposed to all this crap. <laughs> um you know cuz they talk to you like with emotions, with no words spoken. They just almost like infuse uh, um, feelings in you and then they talk to you with with voices in your head, you know, kind of like you think you're a nut. <laughs> but <clears throat> if you grew up with it, which I think everybody does, you just think it's you talking to you, which I'm sure probably 90% of it is you talking to you, you know. But you kind of look at it differently when some of the information starts to come true, you know,
0: then all of a sudden, there's too many times that it keeps happening to where you can't discount it anymore.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because I think that's what happened with me. And so now like going on, I moved to Virginia and I feel like that's where like I woke up to gifts and things like that, if you will. And I remember the day that I finally tried telling you, I remember we were at Buffalo Wild Wings. Do you remember that day? And I was like, honey, I have a confession (laughs) to make. And I told you it wasn't a meditation class that I've been in. It's been a psychic development circle that I've been in. And then I tried to tell you that I could see auras, which I could because I had been spending weeks and weeks practicing seeing auras. And because I felt like if I told you it was... Auras that it would be more um, tangible, if you will, it would be something like you can't argue it. That's how I felt in my head. Do you remember that day?
1: Um, the day you, uh, I guess, came out. With <laughs> yes.
0: Um,
1: I only remember a little bit of it, you know. But same reaction. It's like, oh, great, she's doing this crap. Uh, oh
0: my gosh!
1: But but you know, once you hear about it more and more, I mean, what do you do? It's just okay. That's what she does now. This is a new hobby of hers. That she picked up. So, okay, she's doing her thing.
0: Oh, and then don't you remember coming to the circle with me?
1: Yeah, I remember that day.
0: <laughs> so, uh, um I joined a psychic development circle. In case you don't know what that is, that's basically where you get in the circle with people who are practicing their psychic and mediumship abilities. And then you try connecting, you practice connecting, and that kind of stuff. So, I was in a beginner circle. Well, we had a lot of beginners, including myself. And so it wasn't always, um, the most accurate or exciting you know honestly I feel like it was a lot of the time but the times that you came there it wasn't like so grand you know people didn't often pick out up on a lot of things but you even tried connecting for yourself a few times right
1: mm-hmm. yeah know. it was definitely full of of people still developing right and I mean, I mean obviously because if these people were grand masters or what have you I suppose they wouldn't be there right
0: true um, yeah
1: I, and when I when you said that I tried to connect yet. It didn't work and it still doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> no one likes me. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I guess nobody likes to talk to me, so I don't do it.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. When do you think it was when you truly like opened? was it in Virginia that you were opening up more and like, you were like, okay, maybe this is not all hogwash. Oh, that's a good question.
1: You would have to be, you know, cause my member's not the best. So you would have to go into something a little more specific, I think. Um, Because like a a, a typical guy, when you see, uh, how do I put it, when you see irrefutable evidence, then that's when guys typically start coming on board. So you're going to have to think of a time when you gave me some irrefutable evidence.
0: I don't remember in Virginia. I'm thinking it possibly happened when I came back here to michigan from virginia because then that was when i was like doing readings and i remember like running downstairs all the time telling you like some really cool evidence that i got and that kind of thing so um like don't you remember that time when i was in florida i hate to bring it up but the time i was in florida and you were actually surprising me with these shelves in my office and my cards Um, fell down onto the floor. And one of the cards said, you know, I'm sorry, I had to leave this way. Uh So yeah, so one of the card decks fell down and it said, I'm sorry that I had to leave this way. And my husband like immediately called me up freaking out thinking something happened to me. And then I ended up telling him, I'm like, okay, why was it the bad stuff that you first, you know, thought of, you know, like, why didn't you think it was one of your past loved ones trying to reach out to you? And I felt like it was probably your dog Buttons or someone else, you know, that was reaching out to you and just, you know, seized the opportunity because you're in my office um, and the cards were right there and it was easy for them to manipulate and then get your attention. But to me, that was like a big pivotal moment for us. I don't know why, but do you think that at that moment you were already on board with the spiritual crap, the crap, spiritual crap, or do you think you still had some time to go? What year
1: was it? 2016, 2017?
0: No. Oh my gosh. No, that was 2019. <clears throat> it was right before 2020. It was in 2020. It was right before the pandemic. It was February of 2020. It was? Yeah, I thought
1: you said that you were down down south when I was doing this office.
0: You were. I I did the um the John Holland. If anyone knows John Holland, the famous famous like medium who I love, I actually got to train with him in Florida. And when I was down oh, there, in oh, you, Florida, were tra- you were training. Okay. Oh wait, no, you're right. You're right. It was 2018. It was 2018 when I went to Florida with Judith.
1: oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember I don't remember where I was. I, I, I want to think I was kind of on board at that point, but I, I just don't remember. Um, okay. But when I see that, you know, that card that fell was just the one card that fell right side up. Every other card fell, you know, face down. And, of course, that's the card that says, you know, something really negative on it. Right? What did it say?
0: I'm sorry. I had to leave that way. Yeah,
1: right. So now my, my wife is flown somewhere, you know, a thousand miles away. And these cards just fall off what you know accidentally I don't know how and there it is sorry I had to leave you so I I think the worst um just because of my background where and how I grew up uh, I always think the worst but I guess your mind is both consciously and subconsciously pre-programmed by all the silly crap that we watch here in in America on the tv set you know all of our movies are shoot 'em up movies or
0: uh action movies yeah
1: killing movies like friday the 13th and all of this garbage right so you see a lot of stuff like this growing up on the television set oh yeah so that's of course where my mind went you know i thought something bad yeah but yeah um i guess that's how that went
0: yeah i feel that you opened up more after that and i think that makes sense too if that was like either 2017 or 2018 i want to ask you a couple more questions so one of them is going to be like did you ever think that you'd be married to a psychic medium? <laughs> Oh, of
1: course. No, <laughs> you know, nobody thinks that, you know, nobody, no young man who grows up thinking, I wish I could find a medium.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> then, so, do you think it's different at all? People probably are wondering, you know what I mean? If it's different girl, you know, having me around that, like a I I want to say, a, maybe a person who's not awake or open to their gifts.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's, really? Yeah. it's a lot more interesting uh, <laughs> wow. to, say the, to say the least.
0: I think I'm completely normal. <laughs>
1: That you're not normal. <laughs> no, nobody talks to dead people. It says I'm normal. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that no way. Um, so, yeah, you get little hints. And then you say, hey, I think I think there's a person in this room that passed, you know, 20 years ago. And it's like, here we go, Long Island Medium.
0: <laughs> no, because that, But I have to say that you sometimes pushed me out of the closet. And remember that time at Black Rock? Yeah. So we were at Black Rock, this restaurant, right? It was a busy restaurant and anyone who is developing their gifts, they know that it is not right for you to connect to people, you know, without their permission and that kind of thing. So when you're watching those shows, like the Long Island Medium and such, they have gotten permission from the people before they start recording, right? You don't want to mm-hmm. be just out there, you know, talking to people about their past mm-hmm. loved ones. You know, you. they're going through the grieving process and they have to honor where they're at. It was really funny because we were at BlackRock, and remember you were like, do you pick up anything? And for some reason I just opened up and sure enough, it was the bar back, I believe. I was like, yes, I was like, I have someone for him. And my husband's like, oh, yes. You were like, yes, yes, talk to him, talk to him. So we actually asked for him to come over by us do you remember that and um I told him about his grandma and you were like standing like next to me or sitting next to me and every time I would say something you were like is that right do you remember that day
1: yeah um well yeah because it's just like a long island medium um but not set up or, or rehearsed you know it's just on the fly and um I guess that's the stuff I'm interested in the most is messages from the dead because I don't know, I guess maybe that's, that's what I think is the most fascinating, you know, to be able to talk to somebody who's been gone 20, 30, even 100 years. And so whenever
0: mm-hmm.
1: I see an opportunity, you know, I want to experience it. I want to see how it works. I, I want to hear what they have to say.
0: Yep. And for me too, it's like, I don't say instant gratification, but it's like I know right then and there if it's true or not. You know, it's not like maybe like a psychic prediction where you have to wait to see if it comes true and there's like a 50 50 shot that it's true or not. Like with mediumship, in that mediumship is like when you're talking to past loved ones, you know, people have passed on to the other side. Right. But what I see is, I get to know right then and there, if that makes sense to that person, you know, like, you know, almost like, I hate to say it, but is this full of shit or is it not, you know? And that's kind of like where I think a pivotal moment happened to you in like your beliefs, you know, if you will. And then I wasn't planning on talking about this because there's a lot of controversy around this topic and don't worry, I'll probably do another podcast on it. But another pivotal moment I believe that happened with you actually like believing in all of this was with the Ouija board.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when me and Mason, my son, Mason, um, not too long ago, um, we're playing with a Ouija board trying to get the name of your grandfather. And I remember you were like in the other room and it's like noon on a Saturday. It was kind of funny. And me and Mason kept on getting a name that was, I guess, too long because it was saying long and then it was saying long on and then it was saying um, log on. And then we were like, log on, log off, you know? And then we were like asking the board, we're like, is your name too long? Like, do you want to, I'm like, you know, do you want to do a middle name? And the board was saying no. And it was like, so funny because I swear for an hour, it even spelt like Logan or something, but I'm like, well, whose grandfather's name is Logan? Logans are like, kids that were born in like the 90s and stuff so it was like hilarious <laughs> and then finally I just shouted to the other room I was like was your grandfather's name really long or Logan or did it sound like logon and I remember when you came around the corner and you just looked at me and you were like what did that board say do you remember that was that like one of the times that's just like monumental in your own mind
1: I think I was already um a believer before that a little bit before that but yeah that's another one that uh sealed the deal you know like when you get unequivocal proof of something like this you know things that that person could have never known well then you know you you can't help but then to believe right yes. so yeah you said that you said his, it got its name it got that he was ordnance in the army which you couldn't have known he was ordinance
0: yes and <laughs> what's his name like Lo- logan 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 but then also launching. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. It was so, so incredibly cool.
1: Yeah. So he spelled it on that Ouija board like six different times (laughs) and it wasn't them doing it.
0: And I just picture him Mm -hmm. standing next to the board now being like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, like I can't make it any clearer to you guys, you know? So I appreciate the patience that he's had with me in terms of that. Okay, so now you already talked a little bit about, okay, you know, a lot of evidence has really helped, right? Like having that tangible evidence. Can you think of anything else that might have opened up your mind a little bit? Is it just being exposed to it?
1: Um, Just repeated successful readings. Like when I hear your readings, you come down and you'll tell me highlights of other readings from other customers and really specific you know incidences or ways of death um or hobbies and you know when they were spot on yeah and hey, like I said you can't help but think how how could you have known this yeah you I know see. you you can't be making up successful guesses 50 60 times over in a month right because mm-hmm. otherwise yeah. like a typical guy I would say this is hugger oh, this is bullshit and I would just tune out and then I just wouldn't engage you know I would just think okay this is a, a funny hobby of hers and and i wouldn't i wouldn't talk about it
0: yeah oh yeah and now yeah like i said he pushes me out of the spiritual closet like with um, some of your friends <laughs> is it kind of interesting to and the reason why i'm asking this question right is because we have a lot of people that are developing their gifts that kind of thing that are probably listening right <laughs> and you know they might see me as a more seasoned person now you know that that I was able to get more evidence from spirit and that kind of thing right but you remember when I wasn't that good, right? Do you remember that? Is Has it been a cool to see that progression? Yes. Yeah. Running downstairs and saying, you know, oh, I just got a spirit in versus, you know, I got a spirit in and they told me the whole life story. But that's been really kind of interesting to see.
1: Of course.
0: Yeah. So now are you more open-minded about, so I'm going to give you a list, right? So are you more open-minded about psychic readings? Oh yeah, so, yeah, I am. So that's where so psychic readings of things of this world, things that are going through like your your life right now. Mm. Okay. So you're definitely open to that. Mediumship is a past loved ones. You're definitely yeah,
1: that's the coolest thing in my book. Yeah.
0: Okay. Has it has it changed your mind about astrology at all? Because I'm not an astrologist whatsoever. Yeah, I was
1: reading this question earlier, and um, all the other facets of uh the psychic world, um, like this list says astrology and Reiki and Pranic Healing and, and, and uh Palm readings and and all of the rest of the stuff. There's probably 10 or 15 more. I don't have a ton of of experience in the exposure of those. But of course, I, I, I look at them like I did initially with, with mediumship and and psychic meeting you know, psychic mediumship and readings, I think they were goofy. And, you know, how do you look into the stars and tell the future, you know, that, you know, like a guy that's, that's based on logic that doesn't make any sense, but. Now that I have more exposure to things that really don't make any sense but are proven to be true or proven to unfold, you know, before my eyes, I can't help but now reconsider them. It's just the only reason that they don't occupy the same portion of my mind as the psychic readings and mediumship does is because I don't see them play out every day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I suppose if a, a tea leaf reader or a palm reader came here and told me some spectacular shit. I would think, wow, okay. Yeah. But I'm not a skeptic anymore. You know, I'm just, I don't have a lot of experience in them yet. But it's not like I would say, no, I'm not going to go to a tea reading party because I think it's corny, because I would now go to a, a tea leaf reading party and try it out. You know, now I think that most of this stuff can be true. And now I'm really eager to go check it out to see how much you know other world information you can get from these these really weird Mm -hmm. gatherings that these people have you know because you you can't open up a science book or history book and get any of this yeah so it's almost like another alternative to a library that you can go and get information from other worlds or other planes
0: oh that's so that is so amazing any other cool experiences that you want to talk about before we move on in terms of what and i think that's really cool that's happened since we've basically joined the spiritual journey together because
1: um well yeah because now hearing you talk about all of this it lets me recognize some of the things that have happened to me in the past yes. um for what they are or what i think they are you know because again um besides of the, the the physical proof i seen right in front of my eyes besides of that it's really all faith-based it's just like a religion you know you can't prove it it's just that's why they call it a faith you have to have faith in it but some of the things that you've shown me you don't need faith you, you showed it to me right before my eyes right so it's it's undeniable right yep. <clears throat> um so although the rest of this stuff is is still like you know faith-based i i have to believe in it somewhat but I have, I have a lot less doubt that a lot of this stuff will work, but um, as far as the things that happened to me now, I can kind of see it for what it was. I was um, putting together some brakes, drum brakes on the back of an older car a long time ago, uh, probably 20 years ago. And I've never done drum brakes before. And, um, you know, my dad said, all right, we're leaving. we got to go out, but I have faith in you. You can do it. If you have any like hard times with these with these drum brakes. Open up the other side of the drum brakes, take off the drum, and then just leave those brakes as they are. So when you undo your side and there's springs and levers and shit fly all over the place, there's a hundred different pieces in drum brakes. You can at least see how they go back on from the other side. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so I pulled it all apart and you know, I didn't remember where all the springs and levers and, and widgets go, but I don't know if something happened. Um, I didn't need to, to remember where they went. I opened up the bag of replacement parts and I just started assembling these brakes as if I'd been doing them for hundred years. And it wasn't till probably about halfway or three quarters way through the job. I realized that I wasn't putting these brakes together. Somebody else was putting these brakes together because I mean, you can, you can ask now that I'm a very ex- experienced mechanic, uh, back then I wasn't, um, you can ask any experienced mechanic, if they don't do them all the time, they will forget which spring goes where and what lever goes, where there's a lot of levers in there that can fit two ways, either upside down or left and right. Mm -hmm. And it'll go in and then it won't work. You'll get all the springs in and and it won't work. And you realize, all right, I got to break this whole thing back down and put the lever in the right way. Well, I didn't have to do any of that. I stuck it all together first time go and it worked. And after it was done, I'm like, uh, how did I put this together? I have no idea how to put it. to this day. I don't know how I put those drum breaks together. Now I know what I'm doing, but that was my very first break job.
0: So you think you had help? <clears throat> yeah. It yeah. I know I had help. When you look back on it, you know that someone was helping you putting the downloading those thoughts into you. Yeah.
1: That was one way that they talked to you now that I see it. Yeah. Yep. I didn't hear words. I just, I just knew it was right or wrong. Almost as if I, I already had the, the thoughts in my head before I started that break job.
0: Wow. You know? And so. Yes. Because so many people don't realize it. Now you might be able to look back on some experiences that you've had and see like, okay, I was getting external help. I might not have realized it at the time, but it almost like answers a question. Maybe not who is helping you, but it definitely tells you that you were being helped, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, I, I
1: didn't know who did it or why or how I can just tell you that it wasn't me doing it.
0: Yeah. And you're one of those, unlike me, who has a sound mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think so. Like there's many voices in my head and I'm talking all the time. You're the one that you're very Zen in your mind. You actually, you know, well at least now definitely you can tell which voices are yours in your own mind and then which are external voices like downloading information or sharing information with you.
1: Yeah. I'm very aware of it now because it's now I, I know how and why and what to be aware of now, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I do think that even though I did grow up ADD or ADHD, um, whichever one was more applicable. um, I, I can't say looking back that I wasn't ADD in my mind. So if, if you look at your mind as if like a small room, like this office and you go into it and you shut the door and it's just you in your mind, often like what you do when you meditate meditate for 20, 30 minutes. You're in your mind. You're in this room. Uh-huh. Some people's rooms are cluttered and have a bunch of shit everywhere. And there's toys and gadgets and it distracts you. And so you can never, you can still get a good meditation, in, but it's never a clean, clear, concise meditation. Well, even though I was distracted by the, the shiny things and squirrels and whatnot, um, inside my mind, I'm not distracted. So I can go into my mind's room and look around and process each thought um, <clears throat> with clarity and simplicity and, and not be distracted and not, you know, because some minds almost are like a room full of six different kids running around, you know, screaming and yelling. Well, my mind is not that way. It can be if I'm really busy. But if I sit down and I'm not doing whole I'm not processing a lot of crap in my mind. I'm just sitting there. I know who's talking. I know where it's coming from, and I know if it's me or I know if it's somebody else.
0: Oh, that is amazing! So I think that a lot of a lot of people could be that way that you are. You know, so- they just have
1: to slow down.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a great terminology too, about like the meditation in your mind and that kind of stuff. Cause my mind, like we're having a big party, you know, the doors open, you know, booze all around. <laughs> so, but I think that it's really awesome. So for you who are listening, who have um, like a spouse that is kind of like mine, you know, then, you know, okay, how their mind is working right now. Do you have any advice on how others can help other people in their family get on the woohoo spiritual train so you touched on a couple of things like okay exposure is going to be one and we i talk about that in my teachings too it's like you have to be the light you know and that's all that your job is it's just almost like clean up your side of the street do you mm-hmm. but if there's someone that's like hating on them maybe or you know putting the nose down at them
1: turning their nose down yeah um well those are two separate questions so your first half of it was what do you mean do you mean how to get them on board
0: yeah if there's a way to get them on on, on the woo-hoo board so yeah there's two different questions so the first um, one is like any tips tricks that kind of thing
1: well I um, guess I guess I would sit down if I was the person I would sit down and go over typically you know like my typical analytical mind um do I need them on board do I want them on board what are the pros and cons ooh. right and then if I think it would be a good idea for them to even be on board, I would, uh, I I guess, develop a strategy on how to get them on board. And um, if they're a logical, you know, grounded guy, you know, like I am and like a lot of guys are, I would just passively show them proof, you know, like irrefutable proof. Don't, don't call them over and say, look at this, look at this, look at me. Right. But make it more passive rather than active.
0: Oh, I like that. Yes. that's kind of like what I did because I remember, um, you know, I'm okay, I'm doing this, you know, I'm going to the psychic circle and that kind of stuff. I just, I, I think I told you about it and you were sweet enough to listen to me like every week when I shared experiences and Mm -hmm. things like that, you know, but, um, I was just doing me and you were just doing you. And then by me just living my life and doing what I was doing, you kind of came on board. Um, but we did have those talks and those times, you know, so does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So now the second part is what if they're hating on you? Do you have any advice about that?
1: Is this spouses, family members, or is this non like non-family members?
0: It's going to be mostly like fa- friends you care about or or family. So friends
1: or family if they're hating on you, like actively hating.
0: Or like um spouses, yeah. Like they're saying that it's stupid. They're saying that you don't know what you're doing. You're it's devil's work. Um, you're going to hell, <clears throat> all those typical things.
1: I guess I would try to use logic first and try to break it down. I guess I would say things like, how do you know I'm going to hell? Do you have any proof? (laughs) Like what proof do you have? Could you show it? Do you have like a a rule or regulation or or an act or a standard you could show me, you know? And then if they were to show it to me, I would say, well, how does yours outrank my standard or my act or my regulation? Whose regulation is right?
0: Hmm.
1: And then so, then I you know that all backs up to, like I was saying earlier, it's a faith. It's faith-based. It's like, okay, well, you can believe I'm going to hell, right? I can believe something else. But um, well, I guess, first of all, they're going to have to have an open mind. Um, and that's fi- it's hard to find somebody with an open mind. But <clears throat> it it depends. It's two classes of people. If the first class of people that are actively hating on you and they think that you're doing the devil's work, I I'm not sure there is a way to win people like that over. Cause okay. it is, kind of sounds like they're already set in a ways. It kind of sounds like they're born a raised Christian and, or a certain sect of Christianity that tells them that it's the devil's work and you're going to hell and you might be screwed there. <laughs> All right. Okay.
0: Hey, I like it. That's, that's, that's awesome.
1: But then if they're more open-minded, I guess, I guess you have to choose your battles. So you have to find people that are more open-minded. I don't know. I guess it's the same way as trying to win over your husband or your, or your mate. You just have to provide uh, accurate, um, I want to say intelligence,
0: <laughs>
1: um, accurate proof, but passive. You know, don't try yep. to stuff it in their face. Yes. And then hope that they, you know, it, it they are blockbusters. There's got to be things out there that are undeniable, right? Like that Ouija board or yep. things that are just irrefutable. Like there's no way you could have known that but now i know it but now i guess they could just come back and say well the devil told you well um i guess the only thing i could say to that is the same thing that i told you a couple months ago was if it were the devil's work i always equate the devil's work to be things that provide uh division and and hate and anger and disparity and you know all the negative negative emotions and the negative outcomes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Drug abuse and and physical abuse and odd behavior and, you know, a possession or turns <laughs> you into a nut job or um but I, I don't ever see any of these negative outcomes.
0: Yeah. Right. I don't
1: see a person who has done spiritual work for 10 years and is now slowly devolved into a mean, hateful person that has six, six, six tattoos on them now. <laughs> and it started cutting themselves. and you know, I, I've never seen this devolution,
0: no, nope.
1: right? So um if it,
0: anything, it, they get happier, healthier.
1: And, and if this is a devil's work, then he's working in a very inefficient manner. <laughs> and it's, it's, it doesn't seem to be working to me. Well,
0: That is such a good note to leave off on. I absolutely love it. The devil is inefficient at at spreading the evil and the hate through um, psychic and mediumship. I I completely agree with you. So, but thank you. I really loved, loved hearing your perspective and you definitely gave us a lot of like golden nuggets if you will, to take back with us. Um, And I just really wanna thank you for being on and doing this for me Mm -hmm. and, and for talking with us. Wow. Was that not a great time? I actually learned so much more than I thought I knew already, right? I know that you have some golden nuggets to take with you that may help you communicate with a skeptic that is in your inner circle. It really seemed that following your own path and just being who you are and what you believe is key. Also, who did you think about while listening to this? Um, Is there someone in your life who is dealing with a non-believer or someone that is scared to open up to their gifts because of what others may think? This might be a good podcast to share with them. So do me a favor. They came into your mind for a reason. Just send this podcast to them because it might be something that they truly need to hear today. And also I wanted to let you know one more thing. If you're trying to open up to your abilities, I am actually opening up my course, online course, how to become a psychic medium. It's a nine-week course that will basically take you from the way beginnings, to opening up to the spiritual world, and then it will walk you through all of the steps to becoming a psychic medium and also becoming a professional reader. I call this an intensive course because I basically just share with you all my spiritual knowledge. Every single week, the course opens up a new module, so you'll be learning. It is really amazing, and we already have some really good um, girls that are all Already in the group. So I hope to see you there. You can learn more about it at www.therealheatherdanielle.com. And you can also check the show notes as well for the link. All right, I will talk to you soon.